The following is a work of audio fiction. Any resemblance to real persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental. Seriously. Even if some of these people sound exactly like a person that you know, it's not them, okay? Golden Acres is a completely fictional town and is not at all based on Green Acres, located in Scarsdale, New York, where our creator grew up. That is a total fluke. Please do not falsely assume that any of these characters, storylines, or descriptions is based in fact. That's how rumors get started. I'm Rockin' Robin with an update on missing local teen Michelle Grimm. The Golden Acres police force found Michelle's bedazzled cell phone in the woods near St. Michael's, leading many to believe in the possibility of foul play. Michelle's parents are offering a $5,000 reward for any helpful information in the ongoing investigation. That's it for ominous updates. Back to your regularly scheduled program, Medium Rock. Double dirty, Chai, for Darren. (coughs) Mia, you sound awful. I hate children. What was that, Mia? I can't hear you through all that snot. Zoe's been home sick. Oh, no. Don't feel bad for her. She sneezed inside my mouth yesterday. Who does that? Kids, especially two-year-olds. That's a classic rookie mistake, Mia. You need to learn to duck and cover the moment they show any sign of weakness. I'm not getting paid enough for this. I didn't get paid at all. Because Caitlin's your daughter. Please don't mention her name. She's driving me crazy. What does she do now? She didn't do anything. That's the problem. My teenage daughter is behaving perfectly. I've never been more afraid. She's clearly up to something. Maybe she's just growing up. It could be a good thing. People don't grow up until they're at least 30, 35 on the coasts. I'm very mature and I'm only 23. You guys don't understand. She's not missing curfew. She's being nice to me. She took out the trash for Christ's sake. Something is wrong. Like what? Off the top of my head, pregnant, keeping the baby, pregnant, not keeping the baby. Which one is worse? It's not for me to say. It's her body, her choice. Oh, God. She can barely choose an outfit. It takes her like 30 minutes every day. I think we might be jumping to conclusions here. You're right. I need a sample of her pee. (laughs) Bless Bless you. you. Inside my mouth. Come on. I'm sure she didn't mean to. (sighs) What does it matter? Because it's worse when it's intentional. Caitlin always used to do horrible things to me on purpose. Like one time when she was three, she pulled my pants down while I was waiting in line at the bank and screamed, I want to go home. Money isn't worth this. (sighs) Things were so much simpler when she was a toddler. I hope you were wearing cute underwear. I wasn't wearing underwear. You weren't wearing underwear at a bank? No one wears underwear with sweatpants. I do. You don't own sweatpants, Bethany. What? What are you relaxing? I don't know. Pajamas? What are you relaxing? Sweats. But I always wear underwear. See? I'm way too goopy down there to go commando. Oh, thanks for sharing. Is the goop excessive? Have you talked to your doctor? Yeah, it's just normal discharge. It smells fine. Not that I can smell anymore because of that she-devil. You can't blame Zoe. Kids like to snuggle when they don't feel well. Not all kids. Caitlin used to run away if she fell down and got hurt. Really disturbing behavior. I miss it. Well, Caleb has always been the opposite. One time he got the flu while I was potty training him. Stop. Please, don't talk about potty training. It gives me PTSD. I had to throw up four pairs of shoes after Zoe peed on them. You know, you shouldn't joke about PTSD, Mia. It's not politically correct. You're right. 
Just to be safe, can you give me a list of things that I can and cannot joke about? Of course, I'll do it right now. See, that was a joke. Please don't make a list. I'll refuse to read it. Too late, it's happening. Oh my god, wait. I can't believe I forgot to tell you this. We've only been here for five minutes. I know, but it's good. Like, so good. You know my book club? Which one? Moms for Socialism or Dog Detectives? Neither. Female protagonist psychological thrillers. Hold on. Can we just go back to Dog Detectives for one second? What is that? It's a genre of books where dogs solve crimes. It's adorable. And often an allegory for racism. Like Zootopia. Did you guys see that? So good. I read The Fox was originally the main character, but... Female protagonist psychological thrillers is by far my most stimulating group. And they have the best snacks. Their social life makes me sad. What are you talking about? Book groups are an excellent way to build female camaraderie. I have to agree. It's the only time I socialize after 6 p.m. FPPT, as us members like to call it, it's an especially great group because after a few half-assed character observations, we spend the whole time bashing our spouses. Except for Jody and Leslie, who can't bash the spouses because they're married to each other. Do you think gay people are happier? Absolutely. You can't say that. It's homophobic. Isn't it? I'm not sure. I'll ask Jody and Leslie next time I see them. So what happened? Or are you trying to draw it out like the dumb girl of the dumb train? You read Girl on the Train? I saw the trailer for the movie. Oh, wow. She saw something suspicious while on a train. Stick around for two and a half hours to find out what. No one is making you watch that movie, okay? It came out years ago. I know. Sorry. Keep going. Okay. So we're over at Jean Cavanaugh's house. Is she the one who did the sit-in at the city council meeting? Yep. She wanted to make it mandatory for the public schools to only use organic products. Like organic lunch meat? Like organic soap and toilet paper. I guess that's important if you're white and rich and don't have any other pressing issues. Exactly. But the sit-in didn't really work because she kept having to go to the bathroom so no one took her seriously. Oh, I now completely understand what type of person you're talking about. She's very committed. Anyway, she was going off at the book club this week because her husband, Richard... No! Don't tell me. Richard Cavanaugh is our stockbroker. So? So I will not be able to look him in the eye if I find out he... Um, you know, does something you don't want to know about your stockbroker. Well, I don't have stocks, so what did he do? Prostitutes? Male lover? A sex slave in the basement? Please. Who do you know with a basement around here? His only one allow it. I have a basement. You have a basement? Is it furnished? Why did you hide it from me? I didn't. I told you it was flooded. Wait, I've got it. Furbies. He can only get off when he's looking at a Furby. That can't be a thing, can it? It is. But this thing is way worse. Jean found out Richard secretly voted for Trump. <gasps> wow. That is fucked up. I know. Even Larry couldn't do something that heinous. Am I missing something? Why is that such a big deal? Oh, Bethany, the worst kind of betrayal to a woman like Jean isn't physical or emotional. It's political. She must have wanted to kill him. Oh, from what she told me, she almost did. Jesus, Jean, be careful. That lamp costs more than your wedding ring. Oh, I'm sorry, Richard. It's all right. I could probably glue it. How could I possibly forget that all we care about in this house is money? I must repay you. Here, take my wedding ring. I don't want it anymore. I understand the symbolism, Jean, but it's a bit on the nose. So maybe you should calm down, and uh, we could talk about this like rational adults who have been married for 19 years. 18, you idiot. I know. I was trying to get your attention. Okay. You want to talk? Let's talk. What could you possibly have to say for yourself, you lying piece of shit? I really don't think there's any need for name-calling. Explain yourself, heathen! Okay. First of all, I never lied. You didn't ask me who I voted for until now. Wow. You're right. 
I guess I just assumed you weren't a sexist bigot. <laughs> Silly me. What else could I have forgotten to ask? Oh, have you ever murdered anyone before? Because if you have, that's clearly my fault for not asking. I don't feel like you've calmed down. I'm going to need a direct answer on whether or not you've murdered Richard. Don't want to make the same mistake twice and end up in jail as an unwitting accomplice. We all know assuming makes an ass out of you. And me. Yes, you. No, no, that's the saying. It's never assume it makes an ass out of you and me. You're really dodging this murder question, aren't you? Seems suspicious. I've never murdered anyone, Jean. Rape? No. Dismemberment? No. Extortion? I'm a stockbroker. How do you expect me to answer that? It's part of the job. I don't know. I clearly have no idea who you really are. You know who I am, Jean. I'm still the same guy who took you to Hawaii to propose on a live volcano. False! That guy had more hair. Ooh, bird. I don't think she should have mentioned his hairline. Men are sensitive about that. They mostly grow up without unrealistic beauty standards, and suddenly they lose the one thing the media ties to virility. They don't have enough experience with low self-esteem to handle it. Wow. That was astute. Where did you hear that? Oprah? Knew it. So what next? Did he blame her temper tantrum on menopause? Honestly, I think that would have gone over better. If you're going to keep throwing things, can you stick to stuff from this century? You know I can't replace an antique. You also can't replace all the years I wasted on you. I don't know what to say. I voted for the guy over a year ago. I didn't think he would do as much damage as he's done. Ha! That's rich. We live in a blue state. It's not like my vote even counted. Blasphemy! Pure blasphemy. Every vote counts. That's the point of voting. Look, I'm very sorry to say this, Gene, but you're a hypocrite. What? Please don't pretend like you didn't hear me. You hear me roll my eyes from the next room. I heard you. I just failed to understand you. Because you're not making any sense. Then let me explain. You're a classic hypocrite. It's very easy to be a bleeding heart liberal when you're safe and sound in the highest tax bracket. You can spend your time voting for higher taxes and protecting the elderly from their nurse aides because I work 15 hours a day to take care of this family. What nurse aides? What are you talking about? You know, the nurses that fondle themselves while the the old people die in bed. It's a real problem. Did you hear about that on Fox News? I'm just giving you an example of one of your causes. You can waste time taking care of other people because I spend all my time taking care of you. Oh, so if I had a traditional job, you think I'd be a Republican? I'm not ruling it out. I would never. No, this isn't about me and what I do with my time and energy. This is about you and your warped priorities. Don't you care about the world? Don't you care about the environment? We have a daughter for fuck's sake. What does our daughter have to do with the environment? There still needs to be one for her to survive, you fiscally conservative moron. I love this lady. Is she in the market for a daddy or just like a paid friend? I can ask. She probably needs one to fill up the new hole in her life. Is she really throwing him out over this? It seems a bit extreme. Oh, it gets more extreme. Jean doesn't just want to divorce Richard. She wants her kidney back. What? What? Is that some kind of gross euphemism? No. Richard had kidney failure a few years ago. Why? High blood pressure. Oh, phew. My blood pressure's great. So lucky I don't care about things. Jean gave Richard her kidney? That's incredible. And dumb. I would never give someone a vital organ. I lent my older sister a dress one time, and I still regret it, even though she gave it back. Wait. You have a sister? I have three sisters. What? 
I did not know that. Valerie, did you know that? No. I always assumed Mia was an only child because of her personality. I'm going to choose to take that as a compliment. See? Classic only child. How are we just learning about this now? I didn't hide it on purpose or anything. I just don't like to talk about them. Are they difficult? Abusive? Mean? Opposite. They're all scientists. How is that the opposite of mean? Because they're boring. I don't care what's new with the world of protons. Stop calling me. I have so many questions. Where do they live? Where do they work? Not sure. It changes. It changes? Yeah, I think at least two of them work for the government, so it's hard to keep track. Let me get this straight. The entire time we've been friends, you've had not one, not two, but three scientist sisters who may or may not work for the government. See, this is why I didn't want to bring them up. Now all you guys want to do is talk about them, and I'm never going to find out what happened to the lady's kidney. It's bullshit. You're right. Forget we asked. Yeah. I could care less about your immediate family or science in general. Thank you. Same. Are you even allowed to ask for a kidney back? Probably not. But that's not going to stop Jean from trying. Give it back, Richard. How? It's inside of me. I don't care. I would never have sacrificed an organ for someone who had such little respect for human life. I should have given it to a dying Democrat instead. Uh, Trump was the pro-life candidate. Oh, shut up. That man has paid for more abortions than a southern town without sex ed. He only said he was pro-life to appeal to the religious right. Oh, that's true. It's fascinating how much sway one-issue voters have. And- oh, don't try to distract me with your stimulating political discourse. I want my kidney back, and I want it back now. Do you understand what you're saying? There are no backsies when it comes to organ transplants. How do you know? Have you read everything there is to read about the history of organ donation? Honestly, yes. I was afraid one of us was going to die from the surgery, so I went through quite a few pamphlets in that hospital bed. Not one mentioned this scenario. Consider me a trailblazer. Now give it back. I'm not giving you your kidney back. I need it to live. No, you don't. You can go back on the donor list. Didn't your presidential candidate promise to fix health care? You should find another one in no time. Oh, we both know he was never going to fix health care. So why did you vote for him? And don't you dare say trickle-down economics. I'll lose my fucking mind. Gene, honey, I made a mistake. I acted recklessly, and I thought I could get away with it. But now that I've seen that this decision is done, not just to us, but to America, I'm ashamed and sorry. Give me your hand. No! Fine. Jean Simone Kavanaugh, I promise on the life of our children to never vote for Trump again. Good. So you'll... See you in court. Hopefully hooked up to a dialysis machine. Damn. Do you know how time-consuming it is to be on dialysis? You lose all your friends. I hope Jean writes a book about this one day. She's the strong female protagonist we all hope to see in the world. You think she's strong? I think she's insane. Why? She's standing up for herself and her beliefs. She's obviously not going to get her kidney back, but it's the principle of asking for it back, privately and publicly. This is going to be such a fun court case. Ooh, I wonder if they could get Judge Judy. Maybe. She wants to try for an annulment, claiming he entrapped her with false political beliefs. How far back does this go? Did he not vote for Obama? (gasps) Please tell me he at least voted for Obama. Unclear. He claims he did, but she no longer believes a word that comes out of his Trump-sucking mouth. Oh, Valerie, that's disgusting. I know. It's why she wants an annulment. No better way to stick it to an ex than deny the relationship ever existed. Hmm. I'll need to try that if I ever have a relationship. Are your sisters married? Valerie. What? I'm a nosy person. Right when you meet me, I'm like, hello, my name is Valerie. If you want this to work, I'm going to be all up in your beeswax. She actually said that to me when we met. Me too. And? And... They're all married. 
to doctors. This is so fascinating. What kind? The body kind. Ugh, I'm bored again. Isn't Jean worried what her behavior will do to her family? Do her children know she wants their father to die? All divorced parents want their former spouse to die. At least she's being honest about her feelings. Oh, I know. Jean can sit the kids down, have a big talk about symbolism, and then give them a bunch of money to make it easier. You'd be a good mom. Obviously. My lack of motherhood is a lifestyle choice. Open animosity between parents is never good for the kids. Maybe. But it's great for us. I can't wait for this thing to go public. Golden Acres needs something to talk about other than missing Michelle Grimm. It's such a downer. We didn't even get to discuss the woman in Cabin 10 because everyone was going on and on about Michelle and her bedazzled cell phone. What's that book about? A woman sees something suspicious while on a boat. Pass. Don't you think you should show a bit more compassion as a mother of a teenage daughter? Oh, awesome. Only Valerie has to show compassion? I can keep being flippant about the whole thing? That's not fair. I've been punished enough. Did you not hear how well my daughter's been behaving? I think we all need to show compassion. There's a potential serial killer on the loose. Slow down. One girl is missing. There is nothing serial about that. And they haven't even found a body. Which is why I think Michelle is perfectly fine. The female protagonist never dies. But what if Bethany is the female protagonist and Michelle is the murder victim she has to avenge? Now that's interesting. But I still think it's a leap. There's no body. And don't serial killers like to show off their work in elaborate public displays? Actually, no. A lot of serial killers go to great lengths to hide their victims. How do you know that? And don't say Oprah. Well, Steve started putting Caleb to bed, so I've had some extra time to do a bit of research. You don't want to look at my Google history right now. Tons of porn. No, why would you say that? Some people find dead bodies erotic. Right, Valerie? Absolutely. Necrophilia. You two are unbearable. Why are you so invested in this girl? It's not like you knew her that well, did you? No, not really. So? It's hard to explain. I feel like I have a responsibility to Michelle to follow my gut. If I don't look into this and Father Williams does turn out to be involved, I'll never be able to forgive myself. What does that lady play to do with the kidney if she gets it back? And they put it back in? What? Don't look at me like that. I can't be the only one wondering. What a fun show. I love it when great music makes you forget your own mortality, even for a verse. As Mother used to say, we all die sometime, but you're going to die right now. They put her in an institution. What an episode. Stay tuned after the break for Hot Goss with Mary Sasson. Welcome back to Hot Goss. Thanks for joining us, Mary. Oh, thanks for having me, Allison. So on this show, we like to discuss, like, um, real-life gossip, you know, things we grew up with, things that we just, like, believed regardless of the circumstance. Yeah. And I feel like you have, a you have like, a lot of family drama, if you will. That's true, yeah. That is true, but then you also have rumors and gossip as well. Yeah, I have um, a brother that's two years younger than me, and he was always, like, the cool football-playing athlete, and I was, like, more, like, doing um, speech and debate tournaments. Right. Kind of thing. So also competitive. Yes, definitely competitive, but (laughs) brain versus maybe brawn. Okay, yes. (laughs) Um, And I think one of the most interesting pieces of gossip that someone had told me was someone who was— this girl— So we we won't use people's real names. Great. So it's a fun opportunity for us to make up a name. Uh, 
Do you want me to make up a first? Yeah, make up a first name. Okay. Um, this girl named Jammer. Um, Jammer, okay. I didn't necessarily mean make up a name as well, in a it, name that had never existed. <laughs> uh, this girl named Jammer, uh, definitely given to her by her mom. Um, she was kind of, she was definitely a dork. I don't want to even say kind of. Um, she was like, I heard that your brother does cocaine. Oh, so she told you a rumor about your own brother. Yeah, which I thought that was weird to begin with. Was she your friend? She was not my friend. She was two years younger than me, and I. she was very socially stunted. Um, and immediately I was like, there's no way our family doesn't have coke money. <laughs> <laughs> that was your reason for not believing it? Yes, that he 100%. couldn't afford it? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Did you ask, like, her sources or anything? I don't know how they were so would have been so far removed from being friends that I guess this was I'm sure that my brother had friends who were doing coke. Right. But who didn't? Yeah. I mean, you live in the times. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, no, there's no way. If he's got money for coke, I'm stealing it. <laughs> did you ever tell him about the rumor? I think I did once and he was just like maybe annoyed that I would even like tell him. Uh, and years later I found out like he didn't even smoke weed in high school. Uh, oh, really? So he for sure wasn't doing cocaine. <laughs> Have you had rumors spread about you? I think I was never doing anything exciting enough. The only rumor I can think of was um, my first kiss was just like a plain first kiss. And then it like— So like American? American kiss. No that, tongue? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I never thought about calling that an American kiss. <laughs> it was a, a red, white, and blue kiss. Uh, <laughs> fully stars and stripes. Uh, and but that guy, it would happen during Truth or Dare, and that guy had a girlfriend at the time. But it was like just a neighborhood game kind of right. thing. I didn't think anything of it. And then this other guy who how was, old were you? I was in seventh grade. I think okay. a little late. No, um, I was fifteen, so everything's okay. fine. <laughs> <laughs> we're all doing great. <laughs> um, another guy who was there was angling for that guy who I kissed girlfriend. So he started spreading all these things that happened in that game. Oh, to try to get them to break up, to get them to break up. And I was caught in the crosshairs and I got the classic um, middle school thing, which is I talked to someone on AOL and that phone or that chat conversation got printed out. Oh, no. What did you say? I was just like, you know what? This is crazy. I didn't even do all that stuff. This other girl I was with. Tumor, this other girl I was with, they all could be fake. Uh, she did so much more, and nobody's talking about that. Oh, and so you were trying to get the heat off of you and have rumors spread about your friend. Yeah, that was not right. That was <laughs> wrong. I think I just, in the heat of the moment, I was like, why am I getting shamed? Yes. And I, I see remember, people do that a lot on reality shows. Yeah, yeah. You throw the heat way off, and then you, like, get the heat away from you, and then that circles around. And yeah. that's how the drama never ends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I remember being in um, lunchtime and, like, the transcripts being printed out and being <gasps> like, oh, I got played hard. How did I not see that going? Who were you in the conversation with? This other girl who, she, yeah, she played me so well. Um, I was just like, good, finally. Susan's out here, and that one is a fake name. <laughs> Susan's out here trying to get the real story. She's trying to be a journalist here, and I'm going to give her the interview. And... No, she was turning around and just showed everyone. And oh, I was wow. just like. Even though it kind of proved your point. Yeah, I think that it like, but at that point, I also think the girl who's ex, who I I guess I cheated on with this guy in very like low stakes, she never was really mad at me. Oh, she didn't care. I don't think she really cared. Um, or she just wasn't trying to have drama about this. But right. It she was, was above it. Yeah, but it was like um, a popular group of people. Uh, uh, that were like just buzzing about this. 
Um, and I remember being like, I can't even believe this isn't even worth anyone talking about. And this was, you know, mm-hmm. for the week. Right. That was the thing. Was kind of your five minutes of fame. Yeah. And then I went to Myrtle Beach and it died down. <laughs> <laughs> I got out of town. <laughs> Sometimes you have to when the yeah. rumors are so hot. <laughs> when the rumors are so hot, you've got to get to South Carolina, Myrtle Beach. <laughs> <laughs> do you have Do you have any other town town ones or adolescent ones? I will say that there was this one very wealthy family who uh, went to my church, and the dad was a dentist, and everyone was like, bullshit, they got a house like that for a dentist. And they were Italian, and everyone was like, uh, they're in the mob. They're in the mob. They've yeah. got to be. That's a very common rumor. Yeah. And I would I would say that it's an interesting type of rumor because a lot of times it's something people will come to their own conclusion about. So, like, it's not even, like, anyone's telling you they're in the mob. Like, you yeah. just, like, look at things and then go, they're in the mob. Yeah. <laughs> so we now, at the end of the show, we like to go back and, and revisit the rumors. And, and so you, you to this day, do not believe that your, your brother did cocaine, even though Jammer said he did. I do not believe my brother did cocaine in high school. <laughs> Great. Thank you for the clarification. <laughs> Feels like a very Bill Clinton, did you have sex? <laughs> And then you know that all that you did in that in that truth or dare was just an American kiss. Just an American kiss. Yes. Okay. And you stand by that. I stand by that. And then now looking back, do you think that, that the dentist was in the mob? I think he had some mob connections. Really? I think I to this day, even as a grown up, that house was too nice. <laughs> How well could dentists be doing? <laughs> I think yeah, I think that there was he might not have been like uh and entered into a mafioso family, but he was doing some shady deals. Interesting. Maybe he was like, you know, I was going to say trading teeth, but I don't know how <laughs> lucrative that is. <laughs> he was dabbling in crowns. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the show. It was it was great to gossip with you, Mary. It was great to gossip. Stitcher presents Gossip. Written and directed by Allison Raskin. Produced by Rachel Wolther. Sound design by Casey Holford. Starring Amanda Perez as Mia, Allison Raskin as Bethany, Victoria Rowell as Valerie, Beth Littleford as Rockin' Robin. Featuring Mary Sasson as Jean, Dan Lippert as Richard, and Igor Hiller as the barista. Story by Allison Raskin, Charlotte Lorston, and Rebecca Hanover. Casting by Shayna Markowitz. Our production manager is Talia Shea Levin. Our recording engineer is Matt Brownlee. Production assistance from Carly Guida. Our assistant editor is Lauren Kleeman. Original composition by Alessandro Tabora. Production legal by Lindsay Bowen, Kyle Brett, and Michaela Gross. Executive produced by Chris Bannon, Jenny Radelet, and Matt Sedagian. Stitcher's consulting producer is John Asante. Special thanks to Westlake Studios, Matt Gorley, and SAG-AFTRA. Gossip is a production of Stitcher. For more information, visit GossipPodcast.com. Stitcher.